happened there, but here we are. This is Tom Sellers and Robbie Robinson. Hi there. Uh, welcome to Not Done Yet. Uh, we're going to take a few minutes here and uh, say hi, and we're going to look around. How about this studio? Man, is this nice, huh? Nice and Hey, Tom, how you doing over uh, there? Way over there. <laughs> I, I got a hitchhike to get to your side we, of the room. <laughs> we can get all kinds of guests in here now. Right, right. Uh, our thanks go out to uh, two ball guys and Rancher Ron. They, yes. uh, they put this together. They did a heck of a nice job in here. Yeah. Um, for those of uh, we'll go into that later, but we're, we're going to talk about something that uh, that that not a lot of talk has been about yet, and that is what happens after you've been through that cancer route once, and then you're yes. told you got it again. So we're going to yeah. dig into that for just a second. Robbie, how you feeling? How you doing? I'm feeling pretty darn good. We got some. I think we got some good news this week. Uh, the reason I was off last week was my wife was having tests done. We saw a small uh, mass by the adrenal gland uh, mm -hmm. was the main concern. Sure. And we did tests. And I have not talked to the doctor yet, but uh, fortunately, with technology like it is, you can see your results pretty quick by going through a patient portal, whichever place you go to. So if you don't know about that, ask your uh, facility where you're being treated at, do they have some type of a patient portal where you can go on and see your records sometimes before the doctor can even. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing sometimes, but... Uh, all I know is what stood out to me was I was trying to read that thing was says no malignancy present. Well, that's that, uh, that's, so that's good a, news. That's, that's, that's really great good news. news. There's uh, the type of tumor that apparently is can cause a benign tumor can cause adrenal problems from the adrenal gland. Sure. Messing with the hormone production from that gland. That's what it doesn't produce just adrenaline. It produces all types of hormones. Right. Um, but those are issues that are not left threatening and it can be dealt with. So good. Really, good. really good news on that end. Yay. And, uh, and yeah. yes, we and uh, and, uh, and our, our and our <laughs> audience are thankful to hear that. Yes, we appreciate that. All the prayers and thoughts. Uh, sometimes God's will is what our will is, and sometimes it's not. We just have to learn to accept both of those. But I will gladly accept His will on this one this time. So absolutely. And, uh, uh, touching on that, that ties in a little bit with our guest today, uh, who has been on our show before. She was one of our first guests. Um, she was a. Uh, just going through her second bout of breast cancer at that time when she was on our show she was diagnosed. just just diagnosed at that time and was dealing with it um and uh so she's on uh, kind of on the other end of that she's had a lot of difficulties getting through the second one physically uh all kinds of things that she can tell you about you know it's uh we, we try to have fun with this thing is we're, if we got to go through it but there's some parts that are not so fun right and uh shelly smetters is our guest today um Full disclaimer, Shelly is my second daughter. First one didn't turn out too bad, so we thought we'd try it again. <laughs> and uh, that one didn't turn out too bad either. So we went for a third one, and then we said, heck with that, let's get a boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, is it, though? <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we on this show, we try to share what people are going through, other people as well as ourselves. And if we're going to do this, we have to be willing to bear it all because we want people that's going through this to know that, yes, it can be tough and rough and seems like it's unendurable, but yet it is endurable. And you do come out on the other end if you're fortunate enough to be graced with time. Sure. As we say, a fighting hard savior, every one of us would live. People that die fight the hardest. So it's just whether or not we've been graced with time. And if you are, what are you doing with it? And, uh, so we wanna, we're glad Shelly can be here today and share her little venture with us right. uh, through this. Uh, thanks for being here, huh? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. 
let me uh and, and we're and bear with us we're kind of getting used to the the new setup and stuff and everything's not completely <laughs> dialed in so if i'm fumbling with a microphone or a button that just just move on we're, we're gonna get there yeah uh but what i wanted to do and, and and we talked about this a little bit um and and you guys mostly know how i am i'm going to find something out there from a reliable source to talk about it and and, and this one again is comes from to us from the Mayo Clinic. I'm just going to read some excerpts, and then we're going to hear about it from from Shelley and what it's really like sitting there. Um, so the name of the article is "When Cancer Returns: How to Cope with Cancer Recurrence," and it begins with "Your cancer is back, and so is the shock and fear that came with your first diagnosis. The uncertainties are back too, and you wonder about more cancer treatment and about your future." The distress you feel is normal. Some say the second cancer diagnosis can be more distressing than the first. And, you know, and that makes perfect sense. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, you stare down that abyss and you get do what you have to do to get to the other side. And you get to the other side and you breathe deeply and you say, okay, I got through that. And then here comes another freight yeah. train. So, Robbie, yeah, take, I, it, take I, us there. One thing I can touch on that, I haven't had cancer twice, but when I was training for the marathon stuff, the first one, I didn't know what I was going into. Sure. So I went into blind, just did what they told me, the first half. When I did the second half, I knew what I had to go through, and it was more difficult uh, mentally getting myself psyched up for that because now I knew what I had to go through to get it. First, I right. didn't know, so right. I just did it. Second time, you kind of feel like that, Shelly? Well, I was just clarifying. You're talking about the marathon. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did not have cancer two times. Just to clarify, but, but yes, it definitely... The first time, I kind of just held my hand, and my husband pulled me through it, really. Go to here, go to there, go to there. Okay, just tell me where to go. And the second time, for me, though, I kind of took charge. I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. I don't want to have to lean on him so much this time because you kind of become a doctor <laughs> <laughs> going through it because you right. learn all the things that yes. are available the things that will work for you so the second time around when i was diagnosed i just kind of told my oncologist i'm gonna need this drug and this drug and this drug and i'm gonna need this to combat the the nauseousness i'm gonna need this to for this yeah. and i already knew half of what i already needed so that's kind of good sure sure and you know and like you said and, and robbie as well when you know again i haven't been through it a second time i've recently you know been through it a year the first time but you know the initial thought is is fear and it's not fear of whether i'm going to make it or not make it of course that does play a role in it but it's fear of the unknown you don't know yeah. what to expect yeah. mm -hmm. you know they tell you to do this do this do this and you don't quite know why you're doing it you just figure they know more than you so like you say when uh when you you're you're told i'm going to do this again well, it's like, all right, I, I've, I've already hiked this trail, right. so I yeah. know where the snakes are. So, right. <laughs> so <laughs> Good I, way to put it. Yeah, uh -huh. so, so give us a sense of once, when, once things got started again and you knew where the snakes were, so to speak, and you got the things you were looking for, how did it go the second time around? <laughs> I... I it's really hard, actually. Okay. You, you get it, and you're like, okay, now what? Just like the first time, you're sure. like, okay, now what? Right. So you you meet with all the doctors, and um, 
I have like a timeline of all my appointments and surgeries I had and uh, when you lay it out like that, that's the first time I actually laid it out like that and it's a lot. Right. <laughs> it's two I'm sure pages it is. I'm of sure it is. appointments, doctors, tests and some of them surgeries. you do even before they find the cancer exactly right. where it's at. Sure. So just just that's just half the battle. <laughs> right. So even knowing what to expect you're still going to run into the unexpected yeah. definitely if i'm understanding you correctly yes because um the first the first breast cancer i had my recurrence was the same type same markers same mm -hmm. type same place and that's sure. very rare right after a mastectomy a sure. complete mastectomy yeah. with re reconstruction at the same time and nine years later here it is again and i find a lump and i was like okay I just knew this like hot feeling all over my body, like oh. I did something wrong. Right. I just I was like, oh crap. Sure. No, Here no, we that's go again. Fine. Here we are. <laughs> that's okay. So you, know, you 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 used much nicer language <laughs> yes. than I than yes. I promise you I would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still um, have little kids at home. So. I understand. <laughs> See, we don't. We got cats, and they don't. <laughs> right, it's right. not they like they tell. They don't care if you swear or not. <laughs> no, they don't tell. In fact, they swear more than we do. Want to say hi to Gary Hackney and Greg Lisniewski. Hey, Gary. How are you? Hi, Gary. Hi, Greg. Rachel, how are you? Good to see you, honey. We'll see you later today. Um, I am, uh, like you say, and, and I have I've run into some people that I know personally uh, that they went through cancer some years back, and, you know, it's back again. And, again, I haven't experienced it, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation today. And perhaps a lot of people in our audience haven't been down that road either. Um, so to me, to be able to hear it from somebody, and, and, I, and I hope we don't get too personal here, that's not my intention. I want people to kind of have a, a feeling of, okay, I made it through, yep. because somebody who's listening to this is gonna hear the same news you did. Mm -hmm. And yep. if we can help them just kind of understand the mindset and to kind of, know what to expect mm -hmm. then then we've done what we set out to do and it, and it gives value to what you go through right if yeah. what you went through benefits somebody else right then it was worth it to so to speak you know if it's just about us it sucks like we all yeah. said right but make it about others taking that experience like she's doing sitting here today i, yep. I tell you my hat's off to her it's very brave to so, but like we said you either when you told you either roll over and die or roll over and get up and start fighting <laughs> Well, some days you'll do one. Some days you'll do yeah. the other. Some sure. days you'll do both, but You're then right. you'll go home and just pass out. <laughs> right, right. Um, and and you got to have you got to take an attitude about it to a degree. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, the reason I wasn't here last week is because of all of the radiation I had last year in my mouth. Uh, it that radiation will actually kills the bones, so they become very brittle. And what happens is those bones will crack off and break, and they'll push through the push through the gum line and it's a little sore a little painful and the way they fix it is they go in they cut those protrude protruded bones out and then they ground them down and i gotta tell you it's not a ton of fun but you get used to it i suppose um you live with the pain yes it's an endurance thing but yeah. it you know the the thing getting back to the point you get an attitude about mm -hmm. it uh you know the first time they did it they said well if this doesn't work, we're going to have to do it again, and you're probably going to have to have these, this happen, and this happen, and this happen. And I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> um, so I went back yesterday for my 
for my checkup, and he says, yeah, it's going pretty good. You got one little spot that's not healing up. Let's like, take a look at it. He made no mention of any of these other things that I didn't want to hear about. And I texted my wife, said, looks like it's going okay. And, and I just followed up with, you know what? I'm just going to heal, damn it. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to go through any more of this crap. And I yeah. think that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, it, it, it does. Although I'm going to be completely honest, this time around mm -hmm. has really been hard emotionally. Okay. It, it, I'm, you know my dad. Sure. <laughs> yes. Um, you've met me a couple times. <laughs> I have. Kind of the same way. However, this time, it's knocked me down. Okay. Well, a tell lot. us tell us about it as far as you want to go. I, and again, I'm not trying to be personal mm -hmm. by any means, but I could understand that. I could sit here and say, uh, you know, I think it would affect everybody differently. And I think if I heard the same news you did. I think my first reaction would be like, yeah. and I'd probably yeah. want to start throwing stuff yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and punches. But I think I'd get to the same point. It's like, you know, I, I fought this fight already, man. It, it almost killed me to yeah. fight this, but I did. Why am I doing it again? Uh, and yeah. I'm sure I don't know if I can do this again. Right. Because like I said, you know what it, it's like with that walk. I knew what it took out of me the first time, mm -hmm. you know, and to... Uh, but you have no choice. Now, I had a choice right. of either doing it or not doing it. This, you don't have any choice. You have to endure. Right, right. Yeah. So tell us tell us what you mean there. Tell us, like, again, what you what you felt. And like I say, it's go, as, it go as personal as you want to. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. The idea yeah. is we want those people out there that are going through it or about to, to realize, hey, you know what? What I'm feeling not, is okay. Not, right. I'm not by myself here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not losing it. Right. So um, uh, this time around, um, so the first time around was in 09. I had a double mastectomy reconstruction. Um, I ended up, a week after that, I ended up having a seroma, which is just fluid build, build up. so I ended up having more drains. Um, but it ultimately, I healed pretty well after that time. Okay. You know, it went pretty, you know, as smooth as something like that can go. Right. Did chemo for five months, um, did not have radiation the first time because they thought, you had a mastectomy. There's nothing left to radiate. Right. I right. Said, awesome. <laughs> Don't have to get burned. Yeah, sign me Darn. up for that plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so this time around, um, it was in October that I found a lump. And again, I just, I knew. So I ended up going to have an ultrasound. And at that ultrasound, the tech tried telling me, well, it's just a perforation. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else there. Sure. I said, no, <laughs> there's not. <laughs> there, There's something there and I can feel it. Right. You have to look deeper. So I ended up having to go back the same day because the radi, uh, the the people who read it, radi radiological technicians, um, said, okay, well, let me do it. And he tried arguing too, but okay over there? No, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, experiencing, we're experiencing technical <laughs> difficulties. I got my best guy on it. Okay. <laughs> well, then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So then I ended up having an ultrasound in October. This was in 2017 last year. Uh, then I ended up having to go back about a week and a half later for ultrasound with imaging. And that's where they took a little needle biopsy, um, which the first time I had around where they, they take a small-ish needle, <laughs> and they go into your breast where the tumor <coughs> is and try and get tissue from that tumor okay. to tell if it's not. The first time... They went through, so it came back negative three right. times. 
And so when he wanted to do it this time, I just said, no, it's going to not work because it didn't work the first time. Sure. But it ended up coming back that there was suspicious malignancy found. Okay. And so um, in November, I ended up going for a PT scan or a PET scan, an MRI with contrast. And then uh, I met with the oncologist to uh, talk about options we had right map out a plan mm-hmm. and they they said that's when they um said well we might have to do chemo or they told me no we don't have to do chemo yet but then later retracted that we thought i was just going to have to do radiation but because the cancer was the same mm-hmm. um what they think happens happened was when you when you make a cake and you leave crumbs right there's always crumbs when you take the cake out no matter what you do yeah but when you're eating the cake there oh, are no sorry. Crumbs. I'm sorry. I, 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 got, I went <laughs> to lunch there for a second. <laughs> Not on my plate. <laughs> In the pan when you release the cake. Gotcha. <laughs> Not on your plate yet. Yeah, I don't cook. I just eat. <laughs> so they think that that's just what happened was when I was taking the tamoxifen, it was suppressing it. Okay. They're Honestly, they're still not sure yet. So, so they, they think you may have had it all along. It's just your body and with what well you were I doing was, was able to suppress it. I was on the tamoxifen for five years. Um that's right when they said now they do 10 years but that was still at the well we're not sure if it's five or ten we don't know which one will make it better okay you you said it came back where it was but the first time they took everything that they thought they were taking where did that come back in so it came along under along the breastplate which was where it was perforated also so they you had to really feel it okay but i knew my body by now and I knew it the first time because I found the first time that crap, it's back. So right. I want right. to, I don't want to go through this saying, no, it's not, no, it's not. And then, you know, I just, I knew what it was. So I just said, yes, it is. And this is what you're going to do because I need to live again. <laughs> yeah. So then this is all in November. I met with a breast surgeon. I met with a radiologist. I even went to the University of Chicago for a second opinion. Okay. Because I didn't want to have to do chemo again if I didn't have to. Right. That's harsh because I couldn't have the same chemo I had the first time because you get your allotment of that your whole life. Right, right. So, um, yeah, and then December 5th, I had my first surgery where they basically did a mastectomy again. So they removed my implants, um, put a new implant on the left side, which was the non-cancerous side, and on the right side, they gave me an expander. And what that does is when you're going through radiation, it expands your skin so that when the radiation shrinks it, it's held. Gotcha. So that when you replace it with the permanent implant, there's room. There's somewhere to be. Gotcha. That surgery was three days before her 37th birthday. Yeah. Last last December. So then in January of this year, I had my port placed in again. Um, then I had my first chemo in January, second chemo in February. I had two chemos in February, one on the 5th, one on the 26th. They were three weeks apart. Right. Um, I only had four of those, but they were like six hours at a time. Right. As right. You know that's how mine were. You know, I yeah. remember. A long time, I yes. remember. Um, so then in April, I started radiation. So it's just boom, 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 boom. Right. It right. doesn't feel like that at the time, right? It feels like you're forever between things. Yep. Yep. But now, this is the first time I've laid it out like this, and it's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then um, March 19th was my last chemo, and then April 24th, I started radiation. And that's Monday through Friday. Yep. And Been there, done that. I remember <laughs> it. Five days a week. <laughs> April 24th through June 6th, Monday through Friday. Yep. The radiation sessions, from what I understand and what I was went through, are not very long. 
No, they're no, they're not. They, five, it takes them longer to, to get ten the, minutes, maybe. It takes them longer to get the stuff <coughs> ready yes. for you. Get you squared and tied right. down. And but you'd be amazed, and, and we've all been through it, mm-hmm. amazed that in that short period of time how much happens to you over time. How much damage can be done you to those yep. cancer cells and to you. Yep, yep. I want to say hi real quick to Nipengo. Thank you for joining us yes. from Kenya. And Peter Galt, my friend, how are you, sir? Hi, Peter. So, so tell us now. Now you're in. You've been through the chemo, mm-hmm. and when I went through chemo, that first one, I I remember telling my wife, I'm like, there ain't none of this. <laughs> What's everybody talking about? Then came the second one, and I don't know where that truck came from. <laughs> I didn't see it. Uh, but it knocked me down quick. Now, I was doing chemo and radiation at the same time, so maybe that had something to do with it. Yes. But going back to the the radiation Monday mm-hmm. through Friday thing, mm-hmm. now, I know I played a little game with myself the farther in I got to it. Again, the first week, 10 days, I'm like, all right, I got this. You is not feel anything. There's nothing no. to a this. hazy feeling about it. Tired. Well, it makes you tired. Right. Very yeah, I tired. was getting tired, and I was getting burnt. Yes. So... I remember them telling me when I was approaching my last one, because many people that go through this with the head and neck cancer don't complete the radiation because their body won't let them. So one of the things they worried about was that neck area busting open. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember I'm like from just an open sore from the burnt from a third degree burn essentially is what it is. Like horrible, yeah. I don't know horrible sunburn. Yeah. Yes. Technical, but basically radiation so cooks you from the inside out. Yes, basically, right. it does. Like, like a, a microwave. Tissue. Right. And you're using a silver, a, a, a lotion that's made of silver, which mm-hmm. is, silver if you are ever in a house fire, that's what they put on you mm. to try to, to slow things down. Yeah. And I know for me, where they're like, if that neck opens, we can't do this anymore. And I'm like, Inside oh, or outside? Outside. Outside. So if this next, if it starts From to peeling. split and, yeah, you know, sure. it starts the, to open, skin, we have to neck, stop. The skin. Ooh, the skin, right. correct. Yeah, that neck opens, you got Let's more clarify. problems. <laughs> um, Still, it's an open sore. Yeah. Right. So when, they're t- when they told me this, I'm like, all right, I'm getting to the end. I am getting to the freaking end. And as the as we got to the last week, it's you could see it was getting thin. Yeah. And uh, so what did you do? I know what I went in every day. I had to talk myself up after about the third week. And I liter- literally had a, I had a little ritual I went through every day. And I would be walking down the, <coughs> walking down the, uh, the, the hallway there, heading down over there at CTCA. And as I got to a certain point, it's like, all right, let's get up. And I said it loud enough for anybody around me to hear me. I didn't care because uh-huh. that's what got me through. So yeah. what got you through? What, what, what allowed you to say all right, I only got a couple of damn weeks, and I, uh, this is how I'm doing it. Uh, family and friends. Everybody offered to go with um, if they wanted to. Uh, I didn't have everybody with me all the time, but uh, it helps just having somebody go with you yeah. to talk on the way there. It t- keeps your mind off of it. Um, but it was it was so hard to get up every morning and drive there. Sure. Um I went to, I did not go to CTCA. I actually went to uh, Advocate Good Shepherd in Mm. Barrington, Illinois. Sure, sure. Which for me, it worked okay. You know, I'm here. Very good hospital. Yeah. It is. An extremely good hospital. Um, But I, I don't know, honestly, because I remember you go in, 
and you change into that gown. Yep. And, that they, and they are very fashionable, I might so add. They're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> if I wasn't married, I promise you, I'd have gotten picked up in that bad boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were just super scrumptious, Tom. Oh, d- <laughs> I was digging it. I, well, never mind. But my wife actually saw it, and she still laughs about it. Uh, I don't. I hope there the are no pictures. Breeziness of the back is yeah, a yeah. lot oh, going yeah. on there that's not fun. No. Yeah. So I remember just not to get too graphic but you know taking off the top and you just for me if i can't really lift it now but there's just a square Mm -hmm. of tan sure and it's always going to be there right and you can just and and i remember because at that point i still had the expander in right so underneath it was just like you said looks like an eight by eleven sheet somebody laid a piece of paper there and it just tanned right there where that well, it got is. so red, and it got red. You can see, like, the line right here, and it mm-hmm. got up to my neck, and it it just it got so bad that they almost sure. did stop it. I, I watched her try to put cream mm-hmm. underneath the, that, the line underneath your breast. You can't even touch it. as she as was doing know. it, the skin was peeling off on her hands yeah. as she was trying. I know. I'm yeah. sorry, hon, but it is what it is right mm-hmm. and, it, and, and it's and to it's watch your daughter go through that and just yeah. to be and you know I, I preach all the time and talk all the time to caregivers about i know how difficult it is for you to go through this and you know just to stand there and have to say the same things to your daughter or your wife yep. to you know that you've been telling everybody else just doesn't make it any different or any easier no matter how much we know about this fight. right right and, and we're able to watch somebody you love do this right and we're and we're going to sub- spend some time on that as well i, I really do want to spend some time on that um, but let me get one more question before we go to that bottom of the hour break and, and, yep. and, and thank some people. Um, and, and my question is this. So it, something within you said, okay, I'm going to get through this, mm-hmm. even the mm-hmm. damn radiation, because mm-hmm. by this time you've had the, the four uh, shots of chemo for six hours that will just flat wipe you out. I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Now you've gotten, would you have five weeks of radiation or seven? Uh, six. Six weeks. So there's 30 radiations. Yep, I had 30. And by the time, mm-hmm. again, for me, by the time I hit the 12th, 13th, I knew what time it was. It was no longer, I'm I'm going to get through this unscathed. Cause I, hope gotta, I hope they got to make it through this now yeah. at that right. point. <laughs> so there was something that said, all right, I'm going to get through to this numbers 29 and 30, damn it, I'm going to get there. So now you've been through that, which is hell. And for mm-hmm. anybody who's been there, that is hell. Mm-hmm. So now you're through the other side of it. Now what happens? Um, well, they let you heal for a little bit. For right. A couple weeks. Sure. Um, and then I did the radiation. So then in July, I started monthly Lupron shots, which suppresses my ovaries okay. every month. And then I had the port removal. I got the port out um, August 23rd, which is a joyous occasion. Yes, it is. It is always a great thing mm-hmm. when you get that port out. <laughs> but there's also that fear, what if I take it out and it comes right back? Yeah. Right? It's yep. It's always there. Yep. So I had port removal on the um, 23rd of August. Then I had, on August 31st, I had a breast exchange surgery, which is where they take the... Imp- the the um Stretcher? Yes. The expander, I'm sorry, the expander out, and they put the permanent implant in. Okay. Because you're done with radiation. So this sure. is the third implant now on that right side? Yes. Um, unfortunately, about 
a week and a half or two weeks later. Two or three days. Uh, I ended up starting to get an infection. Um, it started just getting red, and it wasn't painful yet, but just the course of one day, it swelled, started getting yeah. red and painful, and it was red all the way up to my neck. Mm -hmm. It was just hot. I went over to see her, and she could hardly breathe. It was so so much pressure and fluid or whatever that thing had swollen right, right. up so much that she couldn't hardly even breathe. It was hurting so bad. And, and I got to believe. running a fever, too. Yeah, and I got to believe by this point, you got to be looking and saying, now what? Come on. Mm -hmm. I, I did it all. Yeah. Can you give me a break? So this is what broke me okay. this time around. Sure. This right here is what broke me when I ended up going to have it taken out. Okay. Because um, they think the radiation didn't heal all the way through inside. Okay. Um, and they, they, they gave the go-ahead to do the surgery because the radiation said it was okay. Sure. You know, it looks sure. okay. The skin looks okay. After the surgery, um, before he took the, I'm sorry, when they did the exchange surgery, put the put the implant in. A couple days later, it started. It was it was never healed really. It was leaking a little bit. Okay. So I thought, okay, well, it's just got a little leakage. They ended up putting a drain in, um, and removing it because they it would just. It got infected and it filled with liquid. Okay. So much that when he went back in to open the thing, he said he didn't have to barely press on the scar to make it just open. Oh boy. Yeah. So he said a couple days and it very well could have just opened up. So as of right now, <coughs> I do not have an implant in. I decided to just keep it out right now. It's still red and raw again, like it went through radiation again. Okay. So we think it just didn't heal inside. And so the next step is maybe to have one put in again, maybe not. But that's the hard part is I was done. Right. I of had course. no more surgeries. Of course. Right? But when I don't have I don't have an end game. Right. <laughs> There's no Well, end they, they, the goalposts have been moved on you. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, every week they move them. It's knocked me down big time. I now have depression and stuff like that. And it's very hard to put on a smile every day. Sure. So. She she basically, those surgi surgeries that she were talking about, those last few, were within a 20-day period. She, the first one was taking the port out, and they had some difficulty with that. Right, uh, right. She has, like anybody, has very high anxiety on these needles and everything. Sure. And she had to be sedated much longer than she should have been, and she was out for a couple hours. Um, Ten days later, they put that stretcher in, right? Expander, yeah. The expander. Ten days after that, they went back in and took that out. So that was within a twenty-day period. She had three major. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot yeah, going on. Knocked out. out and yeah, a lot going so on. Th that's what she's talking about. That period where uh, she felt like it broke her. Sure. Well, we're going to come back after we've uh, after we've s said thank you to our sponsors. We're going to pick this up, mm -hmm. and, and we're going to we're going to kind of go to where things are now. And mm -hmm. I can certainly understand hearing your story, uh, man. <laughs> Just man. Um, and then we're going to talk to Dad. We're going to get Dad's take on this a little bit, too. Uh, as somebody, like you said, who's like, all right, I know how to do this. I've been through this. Yeah. Now, now, how do I pick up my little girl and get her to the goal line? Yeah. So we're going to come back to that. Okay? Good. So first, let's start with uh, we want to th uh, thank our, our uh, show sponsor, uh, our friends over at PDI Medical. Uh, you got to go over and see Joseph Friedman over there. That is a, a dispensary, one of the only ones in the state that is owned and operated by pharmacists. 
Uh, what that cannabis dispensary. Yes, and what that means to you is, if you are a a a patient, a cancer patient, you're taking a lot of different types of medicines. You really want to know how one thing interacts with another, mm-hmm. and you know our friend Joseph Friedman over there, he's going to have those answers for you. He's going to put you in the right direction. So give them a call. Tell them we sent you over. They're at 224-377-9734. That's 224-377-9734. My friends over at PDIMedical.com. We want to to thank you to Natural Therapy Wellness, um, Massage Therapy, Reflexology, Acupuncture. You name it, they do it. They get you feeling better. You can call them over at 815-385-8190. We want to th- th- uh, thank, boy, I can't hardly talk. Keep me away from <laughs> microphone two weeks, and this is what happens. Uh, our friends over at XTAC, they keep this show running. Uh, they fix everything. I've had some things over there myself. Uh, I couldn't figure out what to do with them. They popped this through that, <laughs> and bam, it was fixed. So go see them over at XTAC. Uh, my friend Eric Mason over at... Uh, mobile accounting he's the guy and he's going to be your friend here shortly when it's tax time if you're like many of us and you have your receipts as a business and your shoebox or what have you uh, he's the guy that will help you straighten those out and he'll come to you Um, we want to thank of course 21.6 net the net for keeping us on the air and giving us a place to talk Um, my friends at the two bald guys coach papa deke jones and Rancher Ron Hestry out in Texas. Thank you again for uh, for allowing us to do this every week. And in this new spacious <laughs> studio, I'm that telling we have. you, this is this is fun. I just may move. No, honey, I'm not. Don't kid yourself. And I know you think, okay, well, good. <laughs> not moving here. Uh, all right, moving on. Oh, and uh, Gary Hackney, it's not bad in here. It's kind of nice and cool, and there's actually a sink with. Uh, we can get you some coffee in here, even if you come back sometimes. So. <laughs> Yeah, we want we want to get Gary on again, and uh, uh, great guy. He's ever, if you don't know Gary, you should know Gary. Again, he'll be the one to tell you he has no friends, just acquaintances. Yes. But it's not a bad deal to be his acquaintance. No, it's not. All righty. So let's let's kind of jump back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you've you've been down the road. You have gotten to a point, and I certainly and nobody else would blame you. It's like. My head's not quite quite what it used to be, mm-hmm. and 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 I understand it. So, what things do you do now? What are you what are you doing to? I'm not going to say feel normal because we're never going to feel normal again. We all know that. Help yeah. get out of that funk. Yes, the, <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually help other women. Okay. Um, I have numerous. Places on Facebook that I go, Good. Um, outlets, pages. Um, I've had a couple friends that I've grown up with um, message me asking, you know, hey, what happened when you found it? And right. And so I, I, um, I met a a lady the other day. Um, I hope it's okay. I'm not going to mention any names. Sure, sure, of course. But she's 34. Uh, she was just diagnosed maybe a month ago ish, and um. I talked. I met her through. Uh, sure. Yeah. On a 105.5. Okay. Um, in McHenry County, um, on the message board, <laughs> uh, she had said something, and then I said, "Well, you know, I'm a survivor. I'm not that much older than you, and if you ever need to talk, I'm here. You know." And then so we 
started talking and then this was last Friday um, and then Sunday I went to the the breast cancer walk right at a Woodstock High School and I met her there okay and she's actually the sister of the manager of a store my kids and I always go into how cool is that yeah, what is so it, and it tells you how small <laughs> this place yeah. is huh? yeah yeah so I just um, I put everything that I've gone through into helping somebody else because okay. I'm everybody says you know why don't you go to support groups I I can't do that sure and and I don't and blame anybody who has and there's a lot of people that can't you. right Your support is going but to help others right I I feel better I know I'm doing something by helping somebody else through it right and if know? and correct me if I'm wrong because I I kind of feel the same way mm-hmm. many times what happens when we put aside our own issues and we say here let me help you. I've been down this road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it takes it takes our mind off of what our issues are and gives us an entirely different feeling yeah. when we know we're helping somebody else. Would you say that's the case? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And and my friend even in her message, one of them said, you know, if it's too personal, let me know. And I said, It's nothing's too personal that's gonna help somebody else. Sure. Sure. Because they're gonna go through personal things. Right. And they're not you find out they're not that personal. Everybody goes yeah. through this pretty much goes through certain things that right right the same so in addition to that what other things i know for myself when i because i never believed i had any pro any issue with depression until a doctor looked at me and said hey you got depression <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what happened actually <laughs> and and i i can feel when i'm not as bubbly as i usually am right like even i try to be and i just feel like it's fake mm-hmm. and i'm not fake <laughs> so right. i'm not going to pretend to be happy where I, when i don't feel happy as bad as that sounds um but i'm just at home so it's okay <laughs> no, there's nothing to feel bad about it's you know there's to to fake uh, an emotion mm-hmm. you know there there are people that will argue different things you know when you're in the business world they'll fake it till you make it what fake like i'm not broke (laughs) (laughs) how's that work um so you know not always do those uh not only do those stating sayings work so yeah plus you get this kind of a uh, an aged veteran feel to it a little bit you know the shock and awe is not as much because i've been through this and didn't know if i could but it looks like i'm going to be able to get through it again right and yeah it's hard to keep that and, and bouncy up and upwards that we all put on. And, and quite frankly, I know, again, from personal experience, and I think you'll agree with me, when you're getting through the funk, there are a lot of components that go in. It's yeah. not just one thing. Yeah. No, you it's know, not for me just it was fix this and you're fine. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way. You know, I had to go back to because when we get to a point of depression in this, at least, mm-hmm. again, for me, mm-hmm. you move away from things that you've always been yes. joyful about yeah i all of a sudden i'm like wow i don't remember the last time i listened to music yeah. which i can't live without yeah. right so one of the first things i'm like once i realize that it's like the music went way up the neighborhood heard it they're like oh hell tom's He's back, back. <laughs> um so there's a lot of little things that go into that in, adju- in addition to making the big move of all right i'm gonna put myself out there to help people so you know, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's ed- meditation. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. it yeah. Would, if, if how about yeah, if you're going through this, you know yourself pretty good at a certain point. 
and you can see the the things that are starting to come up. Right. I know I didn't hit that depression point until two years after my brother died, about almost four and a half years ago. Sure. And I stopped wanting to go up to the hospital to be with other patients. I like you said, I, music didn't interest me anymore. I could tell that this is not me. I, I right. didn't wake up. I woke up with a little bit more dread than I did excitement. Mm-hmm. And I sought help for it because I knew that this was not who I who I was or who I wanted to be. Right. And nobody's immune to that. Right. No. You know, sometimes it's delayed PTSD that causes that depression. Yeah, and if you're when you're going through, it got me. I wasn't quite through treatment yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I knew because I can, I, and I can clearly remember him going through those days. Now, there were many nights there was a lot of pain, a lot of this, or a lot of that. And I remember sitting in my garage so as not to wake up my wife and daughter, just sitting out there, in, uh, and I'm like, a couple more hours, I got to get up, and I got to go get burnt again. Yeah, yeah. And you start asking yourself silly questions. Is this worth it? What's at the other end? Am I ever going to be normal again? What why, the hell is really normal? Why you put my normal? family through this? Right. right. So it's a, it's a tough thing to get to, and it's when you're, you know, you have people telling you, and I'm sure you did as well, snap out of it. <laughs> what happened to you? Um, you know, or you, or, or you're reading things. I went through that. I, I, I read depression books, and they all basically said, "Just, well, never mind." <laughs> I, I got no help there. I, 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 I felt worse. I felt yeah. worse. I'm it like, well, this like isn't depressed enough for me to read this. Yeah. I got to go to another <laughs> depression level before this is going to do anything <laughs> for me. Um, but like I say, you got to get to a, you, you got to get to your own toolbox yes. to a degree. Yep. And, and, and all right, what made me happy before all this happened? And it's amazing to me, and you know, uh, let me know when you do that. And it's it just like you forgot. I forgot how much music I used to listen to. Yeah. I forgot how I loved watching a ball game. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Part of it. And just walked away from it. You get wrapped up in yourself more too right. when you get depression. Right. Well, it becomes more about you and how you're feeling. And, but that's part of being depressed. Is but that's also, like, that's what happened with my family this time, is nothing else, like, it was just cancer. Right. Cancer, cancer, yeah. cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my 11- and 14-year-old, my 11-year-old daughter especially had a really hard time with it because she's just like, this I want you back. Right, right. You're not my mom. I want you back. Sure. So... We've, her and I have a, have had a really hard time with it, but just, you don't, you almost don't know what to talk about unless it's cancer. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because that's, uh, that's what everything's what revolving around. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but, but ultimately they also helped me out also. Okay. You know, the kids and my husband will be like, go wake mom up. Go sit by her. Go sure. do this. Go do that. But also, I used to draw all the time. I used to paint all the time, and I don't. I didn't do that. And so my happy place became, like you said, music. During a couple surgeries, waiting in that room before going mm-hmm. to the, I I brought a speaker and we turned classic rock. Yep. It had to be classic rock. <laughs> right. Because growing up, my mom and dad were always we always had like Plymouth Voyager and like these you know those little vans. 
and we'd always have the windows all the way down and classic rock blaring. Right. <laughs> that's Well, that's the way it was intended to be right, heard. Yes. Right. So growing up, you know, they're always like, oh, you can change the station when you can, when you have your own When car. you get your own car, right. change yeah. it to anything Who's you like. What? <laughs> Freaking music do I listen to now? Classic rock. <laughs> but it's just, that's my happy place. And when my kids know that that's on, they're like, okay, she's okay. <laughs> right. But it's it's taken a lot the other day or when the doctor said, you know, have you ever thought about, because it just got to a point where I would go to a doctor and just ball. Mm-hmm. And I I now have to carry, uh, as, uh, again, I'm sorry if this is gross, I have to carry like um, those blue vomit bags with sure, me. Sure, sure. Because I get this like dry heave, right. anxious feeling whenever yep. I have to go to the doctor. I'll be like in the car and I'll just be like, I'll have to pull over and be like, oh, God. After those three surgeries, well, sure. a lot of it, it started yeah. with her just being, she was telling me one day, I just, all I have to do is start to leave the house yeah. and right. I start feeling nauseous. Well, it, it's, you know, the body's conditioned itself to, yes. I'm going to hear more bad news or more yeah. something else bad's going to happen to me. I don't want, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Give me I a break. I took my son's dog to get her nails clipped the other day and used to when I would take her, she loved jumping in the truck and going with me there and she'd walk right up to the place and now... Then it got to where as soon as she got up to the corner of the building, she just dropped. Oh, yeah. And now it's as soon as I'm she gets calling. out of the truck, she just goes dead. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not, I'm not I don't want to go in there. Right, right. <laughs> it's kind of that, that your body just, she didn't know for sure. She just knew that feeling. Right, yeah. right. This is not going to be happy. <laughs> so, you know, and, and let's let's move over a little bit to dad. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Robbie is a good friend of mine, but he's your dad. Of course. And I fortunately have not had to have this experience, and I pray that I never do. But how is it from Dad's perspective? Dad's already been. Tra- Dad's oh man, already traveled this road. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna <laughs> cry. I promised myself. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. Uh, just like I said, no matter how m- 16 years I've been dealing with this thing, and I tell people all the time, the worst part of it is being a caregiver. Sure. Mm-hmm. You can't reach in there and tear it out like you want to do. Right. Right. But a lot of times you don't want to say nothing because I'm not the one with cancer. So a lot of times care, I'm aware of that, so I don't f- go through that guilt so much. But a lot of times caregivers feel guilty for having a happy thought. Look what my loved one's going through. And right. we, we just want you to know it's okay that you have happy thoughts or that you do something for you as a caregiver. Please make sure you take care of you mm-hmm. as well as the person you love because uh, their fight is your fight also. Right, and, uh, and, it's, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll jump in for one second, and I want yeah. you to continue. But they can run into the same depression type issue the same as we can and here's why for all the reasons that you just got done saying Mm -hmm. and in addition what is their job now well my job is to go to work make the money come home take care of the house cook the meals that you're not going to eat give you the medicine that it's going to make you sick take it to your doctors the world revolves around clean up after you cancer cancer yeah. cancer yep. just like what That's you were saying exactly it. even yeah. as a caregiver yes so yes. when they think gosh I, i'd love to get out of here for a minute and you know there were times i told my wife it's like get out mm-hmm. go out do something even doing that it's hard i can remember going to work and being the, the patient and i couldn't even i'd just be trying to do work and the next thing i know i'm thinking about that something going right. on with the the cancer realm the world mm-hmm. right but yeah, it, it's it's hard for anybody who to watch somebody you love go through this. There's nothing like I said you can do. Best thing you can do is be there. You don't Absolutely. have to do there, even if it's just sitting there watching a movie or sitting there doing nothing, just sitting there with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, means a lot to people going through it because we know you can't do anything about it. You know, as right. a patient, she knows there's nothing we can do. She, besides all this, we had to worry: does her mother have cancer now? Right. So we, ju- you know, and we still got another spot that we got to check out to make sure everything's okay on that. 
I, I'm going to suggest you find a different house. <laughs> we already seems tried like it. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I am thankful that Michelle is so far out of my brother who passed away while beating colon cancer daily about four and a half years ago. And my sister who had breast cancer still with us. Uh, so all three of us had a different type of cancer. And so far, Shelly is the only one that has gotten it. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean the others won't. They're sure. all still in their 30s, early 40s. Yeah, uh, they didn't get any, and I got it twice. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you, so you took the hit for one of the other ones. <laughs> Freaking overachiever. <laughs> right. One of the middle I don't children. do anything half-assed. Sorry. <laughs> what does that sound like? Uh, you know, I, I, I just tell people, I try to listen to myself now, and the same things I tell everybody else, I have to do also. You can't just the old You can't just preach it and not do it. you got to live yep. it. And uh, it's difficult on everybody. It's d it's different because we've had it so much. Shelly has known cancer even before she knew she knew about it. When she was born six months old, my wife's uh, father died from, uh, was it esophageal, Julie? Yeah, esophageal cancer. Uh, rough battle back then in the early, well, 80. 81, because yeah. you're only six months old and born in 80. And so that was the first time she ever knew anything about cancer. The second time was when her mother had it in 93, had breast cancer. Then her aunt, my sister, had breast cancer. Uh, and then myself and my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, were diagnosed in 2002. And then Shelly and my brother were diagnosed in 2009. So we don't really know any other life for the last 20-something years other than dealing with this. Uh, all the knowledge in the world doesn't make it any easier or sure. stop the feelings. I just know what to expect from it. And the only thing I'd tell caregivers is please take care of yourself. Please don't feel like what you're going through is not as important as what your loved one is going through. It's just as important. Uh, what they go through does not lessen what you go through as a caregiver. Sure. And please make sure you're taken care of. Cancer well, can affect you even physically as a caregiver. Right. The stress and anxiety your body goes through will make you physically ill if you're not careful. That's sure. what happened to my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he. It'll worry you to death, literally, right. if you're not careful. You, like I said, there's a lot of guilt with this. Whether it's well, then there's the whole financial aspect of it. Oh, <laughs> don't oh, even yeah. get we, us we started. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't even there's started another, on there's that. Another That's another a whole right new there. show. Yeah. yeah, if you're fortunate <laughs> enough to live through the damn thing. Well, and the, and you know, and without delving into that, it'll be a whole another show. Right, right. Yeah. right. Even with good insurance. Yes. That doesn't mean a thing. Mean well, a thing. yes, it does. It, it means it means I'm broke. But it took longer to get <laughs> broke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you have a higher deductible. Yeah. You have everything. Uh, kind of like what Shelly said. We're going to take this thing. And it's it, it is what it is, as Gary always says. Gary Hackney. Um, you do what you have to do. And if we're going to go through this, it to me it gives it purpose and value. If you turn around and benefit somebody else from what you go through, then that gives this purpose and value. Otherwise, it sucks then that we as humans like have to go through. Then you feel like you're actually able this. to do something. That's yes. what it is. I think. And, and you are doing something. When we help people. It makes us feel like we we fixed something. Right. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I commend because you for doing it. Fix ourselves, now right? Uh, obviously yeah. the, 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 the nut doesn't fall far from the tree here. <laughs> <laughs> um, because quite frankly, I mean the the fact that uh, and, and, and excuse me if I'm wrong because mm -hmm. it's happened at least once before. Uh, <laughs> one that I can pinpoint. It was a while back, but I remember it happened. <laughs> Several years ago. Right. Um, you know, you're going through your own struggles mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. but are putting them down long enough to say hey come with me i've been down this road yeah that's huge well, that's monstrous it's empowering you'd have to be a non-special type of person to not do that 
but that, but that, I retract. I'm. I apologize for saying that because there are many people who go through it that just go through it and never talk about it again. And I personally don't understand that, but I can respect it because right. I want the crap gone. I want to move on. But right. when you leave it there, if when you do think about it, that's all you think about is what you went through. Right. And and I and I understand people that go through it and they want to be done with it. Now, Correct. that's not me, but right. I can liken that to my grandfather. You yeah. know, my yeah. grandfather was in World War II. I asked my grandfather on many occasions to tell me so he would not no, talk about it. The same yeah. with his my dad. Father was my father would not yep. talk about it. So... I understand the mindset behind mm-hmm. that. I really do. There are people. I went through cancer. It was ugly. It was a dark time. I lived through it, and I don't ever want to revisit it. Okay? Yep. If that is your way of dealing with it, yes. yep. then, and that's what makes you get through it, then that's what you should do. Yeah. Um, for but those of us that, you know, we want to, and that doesn't make us better or worse. I just found it more healing yes. to me You're if exactly I did right. that. Right. I, it accelerated how... I felt about myself, yes, about yes. my purpose, mm-hmm. yes, um, and that if I could, you could, right. and there's yeah. a lot to be said for that. Well, and that's that's right because when you're fighting it, there's nothing else you can do. No, like you can't go to work. Well, some, I, some I couldn't. Do. I, I I had to stop work. I, I did very little work an entire yeah. year, yeah. But which is not like me. You you can't yeah. do much when you're fighting through this because you don't right. have much at that point. Right, but you can help somebody else. Right. That you can do no matter how sick you are. With your just your words sometimes. Or right. your ear just listening right. to somebody that knows you've been through it and can tell you what they're going through. And just, and just uh, for yeah. you to say, that's normal. That's normal. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Right. It's okay to feel right. that way. Right. Yeah. I want to uh, give a shout out to Deke Jones. Good to see you, sir. Uh, thank you. He says he loves what we're doing here. Gary Hackney says, Shelly, you are beautiful just the way you are. Oh, Gary. Right. And we all agree with that. <laughs> I told her, people pay a lot of money to get their hair look like that. <laughs> you know, you made a comment to me one day, Shelly, that uh, you weren't going to let your hair grow out again. Yeah, because I'm afraid it's just going to come back. And I don't personally want to go through that again. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like psychosomatic. Maybe if I keep it short, it won't come back. I don't know. <laughs> but um, also, I've never had short hair, so I figure, what the hell? <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting thing when you said that the one time that even though we go through all this, th- there's always that <laughs> thought in the back of our mind. Yeah. And I'm sure you oh think sure. it's every one of course. us that goes through it. People go, how long you have that feeling? How long Ever. are you planning on being alive? Well, and yeah. it gets to be not every day, though. And I've gotten to a point. You forget it at points, but right. yeah. it's always there. And I've said it to my wife. I've said it to many people. It's like, I fully anticipate this is what's going to take me out. I just don't know when. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay yeah. with it. I, I've yes. come to peace with it. Yes. Yeah. Just do what you can while you're right. here. And right. I feel like when I'm doing something for somebody else, I'm more in control of its influence. Right. Let's put it that way. And, and that's, I think that mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said for where you where you sit in within your own skin because mm-hmm. your your position in your own skin changes once you've gone through oh this. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine it changes a lot if you've gone through it a second time. So, yeah. I, I'm i not as sweet as I used to be. I've, I've oh, I doubt a, that. I, no, I, I doubt that. I've gotten that. this attitude like I feel tougher. 
Well, like, nothing wrong with Topper. I imagine you are. There's nothing. Yeah, you've earned Topper. You you own it. <laughs> Kicked an- cancer's ass twice. I wouldn't want to meet you in a dark alley. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't mess with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's no. There's there's nothing wrong with Topper. Tough. There is no negative connotation to Topper to me. Topper just means that you have you have stood up to the battle and you saw it through. That's that's under- what makes you yeah, tough. I understand my endurance now. Right. Didn't think I could do what I did. If I could do that, <laughs> I could do anything. Right. You know, that's that's kind of what the attitude you get after a while is, well, if I can live through this. Right. My father always, you know, he lived through World War II, and he was a POW in Germany, and he came back with this attitude of, when it's your time, it's your time, and he spent the next 25 years trying to prove that point, <laughs> uh, <laughs> taking brushes with death. And he finally got past that point and to where he, uh, you know, is just like this, it can leave a lot of scars on not just you, but but your family, just like war can. Right. You can't you know, this see. Y- yeah, yeah. It, 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 we all look great on the outside, but they don't see the inside of people that have gone through this and how sure. tough they that's are. That's the thing. I'm sure you're hearing that a lot. That's you how I put so it. Good. I look great. Ugh. Yeah, that's how I put it. Is you, you should wake you up feeling like inside. I do one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are so many things after this, because your treatments are done, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's more things to worry about after your treatments. The aftercare that people do not realize right. that you have to go through the crap that you have to do on a daily basis just to maintain what your body is now. Some sense of health. Yeah. yeah. yeah yes. I mean, we yeah. could, yeah. you know, I've got a routine now. I used to take yeah, a shower yeah. and get the hell out the door. No. Now <laughs> I got to stretch my mouth with this. I, I call it my jaw jack. It's like a, <laughs> it's like what you jack your car up oh. with. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's I got to massage the lymph loose. nodes mm-hmm. because yeah. they swell up every morning. I got to eat. If I don't eat in the morning, you know, because I lost. Yep. I, I went to. Uh, tell, her what, tell her what you used to weigh. I saw a couple of pictures of you yeah, on I Facebook. Was, I, I was, like, in, I was in the two, Yeah, I was <laughs> in the 220s. And uh, I hit a low of 152 when I was going wow. through this. Yeah. And uh, I'm here to announce I'm at 168 and have been staying there. So I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the rise. So he's inspiring Good. me. <laughs> but you're right. There are things now that are not like what they used mm-hmm. to be, yeah. and and likely are not going to change. Right. You know, and I can't have tacos anymore because the way they the crunch and they can bust through my my Ugh. gums. So I'm going to eat, for lack of a better, soft wor- soft food for yeah. the foreseeable future. Yeah. Gosh, Tom, that sucks. No, you know what sucks. <laughs> <laughs> not having that out. Haven't you? Yeah. Visit, <laughs> haven't you visited my grave sites? <laughs> what sucks? Right, yeah. Right, so it's a different world now, which, and it's sometimes it's tough to get used to it. I'm, I'm sure you can attest to that more than me. The, here's the horrible feeling I feel is that when people say, well, you're alive, I am alive. And it's not that I'm not thankful for it, believe right. me. Right. But I just want to punch that person in the face. <laughs> 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 and I don't mean anything by that. Right. I just... Just because you and 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 that makes you, it makes you more aware of people dealing with these illnesses every day that aren't mm-hmm. cancer that right. you can't see because right. you're like, man, yeah, I feel so bad because I do look good on the outside and, and you wouldn't know anything, right? Because my hair, the way my hair cuts now, you wouldn't even know I went through it. Sure, but I hurt so bad, yeah. and just even talking about it makes my eyes water, right? You know, and then. It's just the little things, and it's it's so hard that one di- one minute of the day you're like, I'm so glad to be alive. The next minute you're like, I want to die. <laughs> sure, sure. And it's just that 
that whole PTSD thing. And, right. and mm-hmm. so right. many cancer survivors, people do not realize, so many cancer survivors get PTSD. Oh, right. sure. And they don't realize it's PTSD. No, because nobody tells you as soon as you got to go to war to do that. What, what, do what you, you have you just been. went through. You right, right. Well, well and here's what I'm going to say. We're getting near yeah. out mm-hmm. of our time. It just flies, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. When you're yeah. having fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is that we do. Um, you know, like I told you last time, Iran, you are, in my eyes, a warrior. Just yeah. a warrior. And... I am sure the audience and everybody who's heard you today will agree with that. Mm-hmm. And you've inspired some of them. 